Did we get it? I think we did it right. I think we did it right this time, guys. Gotta make sure we're not muted. We did it. We did it. <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome in. Uh, Polly, welcome in, buddy. I appreciate you uh, being in first, to, uh, first here. Um, and anybody else that is going to watch this or listen to it, I really appreciate it. This is something we're doing new. This is the uh, new Friday lineup. We're going to keep rolling with this for a while to see if the podcast takes off. But I've been wanting to do a podcast for a while. Um, and now we're doing one. So hopefully audio level sounds good. Um, I guess we'll see. This is going to be a really interesting, uh, interesting, interesting stream. Um, if you're listening to this via podcast on Spotify or SoundCloud, once we get this uploaded anyways, um, you know, we're streaming on Twitch. So all of the podcasts will be aired on Twitch. That's where we're recording the podcast. Uh, feel free to come hang out in the chat over at twitch.tv slash heathen on high. Uh, we'll also put the link in the description on the podcast as well. Um, but welcome in everybody. Like I said, we're going to have some fun. This is uh, something I've been wanting to do for a while. I've been talking about a podcast. Honestly, even before I started streaming, I wanted to do a podcast uh, off and on. I talked about like potentially doing one and I just never really felt like I was going to do it. But we're we're putting our foot in the water. We're going for it and we're going to see see how it takes off. If it even takes off. I don't know. Um, but I, I guess kind of like outlining, not necessarily like rules but etiquette right for the people who are on twitch watching uh so we're still going to do like shout outs and stuff i may not like physically like shout you out and stuff like that right um or i guess verbally shout you out but i am going to try to do my best to um do shout outs as i do the podcast if i don't get to it i really do apologize um but i will be also uh, doing like shout outs and stuff after the podcast over in discord. So if you're not already joined the discord guys, be sure to do so. Um, where is my discord button? There it is. I got a discord button. <laughs> Just be sure to join the discord, everybody. Uh, and there's a two part to that discord there anyways. Um, so let's, let's kind of talk about like why we did the podcast. Uh, aside from the fact that I've wanted to do one because, you know, I just wanted to do one. Um, realistically, I love to talk and I love to ramble. And I feel like I do a good job of talking, so I might as well record the shit and hope that it helps somebody or at least provide entertainment to anybody that's listening, right? Um, I also want to use this podcast to highlight that depending upon, like, the topic, right? Like, some streams are going to be, or some streams, some podcasts are going to be, um, very serious and some are going to be very fun or not so serious right they're going to be very just neutral dumb bullshit conversations right um and i also want to bring other streamers on here like if there's streamers that want to hang out and talk about you know random topics we can definitely set that up and that's where the discord comes in be sure to join the discord uh we have a guest list sign up and then we can also communicate um and through like dm and stuff like that uh, to talk about like topics and stuff like that. Cause I don't want to necessarily give out the topics too far ahead of time. Like I'd like for it to kind of be like, here's what we're doing, but we'll, we'll get into that later. Uh, obviously this is the first podcast, so I may just be getting ahead, ahead of myself. Um, but regardless, like I want to highlight that just because we may not agree on different topics or because we come from different backgrounds or have different belief sets or whatever, like, defining feature about yourself you want to insert in there right uh, just because you lean one way or do this or do that doesn't mean that we can't all get along i can't have like a, a healthy open discussion about random things right um again for for this podcast like this is going to be kind of like a serious topic it's kind of story time but it's also kind of like just working through like different issues, right? And I can't necessarily help people with their issues, right? Not yet anyways. Once our community grows and, you know, people are like sending messages over on Discord with like things they would like us to talk about, we can definitely get there. Um, but for now, I can only really speak for myself, my experiences, my life, right? And I'm, I, I feel like I have to preface this, right, with um, I'm not going to be going very, very far down the rabbit hole because only like a handful of people actually know my life story, right? And most of those people are family. Uh, and then there's my wife. So I don't really go that far into it. 
Uh, but there are elements and things that I do want to touch on because today's topic, uh, we're really highlighting like friends, family, and of course the grave miscalculation of trust, right? Um, with family, with friends, like it can be very easy to trust people, right? We want to trust people because they're friends, they're family. Like, oh, we know them. They're, they're such good people, right? Like that's what we always say. They're good people. Um, and then something happens, a life event happens, whether it be some sort of disagreement you have between a friend or a family member. And then all of a sudden all this dirty laundry comes out, right? Um, or you know, we're, like I said, the, the topics that really are more so to speak to me rather are is really more so from my childhood. I think I feel like I also kind of have to preface it like a lot of this is going to be more childhood discussion and then how that seeps into adulthood, like how that affects people as they get older. Um, and then I feel like I'm, I'm going to jump around because obviously this is heathen's high point. So if you don't know me by now, I love puns and I love um double entendres and things like that so heathens high points if you if you're familiar with the stream you already know if not it's cool whatever just know that i have a lot of points that i like to make and um you know they may be high points they may be low points but they're going to be you know they're going to be points either way doesn't matter, whatever um but going further into like the podcast itself right because again this is the first one i really want to set the expectation that this is not going to be uh, your stereotypical, like, I'm going to read the news. Like, I did that when I first started streaming on Twitch. It failed miserably. And I also want to really have something for everybody. I don't want people to think that we're taking sides. I don't want people to think that uh, anyone who agrees or disagrees is a bad person. Like, this is a very inclusive environment, a very welcoming environment, as long as it can be a civil discussion. I don't mind disagreements. I'm cool with that. But we want to be respectful. Um but we're not going to beat the horse, the horse that is politics, right? Like we're not going to sit here and have every stream be about political this, political that. We are going to cover politics probably at some point in the future. I think probably that'll be more so when we start having guests on, because I feel like me talking about where I stand without having people to actually have a full discussion doesn't really give somebody like a full spectrum view into politics, right? Like it's just one side. So I really want to get guests on the show before we start going down the politics rabbit hole. Um, but again, some of these streams are going to be fun. Some of these are going to be more serious, uh, but we really just want to talk about like open conversation, uh, for one, and then talk about these hard subjects. Like if there's stuff that you guys want to talk about and maybe you yourself don't want to talk about it, hit me up on the discord. We'll talk about it in a, in a future podcast. Um, so <laughs> Um, I so my notes on this have been pretty great. Like, if you're watching on the stream, I keep looking down because I have my iPad up and I'm I've, I wrote all this stuff down. Like, I literally went through making bullet points. Um, because I'm obviously like you know I got a little bit of Delta Eight in the system. I'm full blown weekend mode, and um, I want to be relaxed when I'm going through this stuff. Like, nobody wants to be high strung when we're going through a podcast, right? Uh, especially when we're talking about like serious things and and stuff like that. But again, I want us to, before we get into like the craziness of all this, I just want to say, guys, I am not a therapist. I am not a psychologist, psychiatrist, none of that shit. I'm just a person who has made observations of both past and present of my own life. And this is how I've interpreted things, or this is how I view things, right? So it's not saying that I'm right. It's not saying that anybody else is wrong. It's just my view. It's, it's, Heathen's high point of view, right? That's what we're going with. Um, so we're, we're going to talk about friends and family. And it, I, okay, so we're, we're going to go into this, but we're going to start with like part one of story time. Um, my, so my brother um, had sent me a message, right? Whenever he'd seen the podcast on this. Um, and we were sitting here chatting and stuff like that. And I just thought it was like really, really entertaining um to a degree right because he was just like hey um are you going to be going like super like far into the weeds basically on the family thing and i'm just like yes and no right like i don't I, i'm not going to sit there and air out dirty laundry right per se um this this podcast like is not designed to hurt anybody it's not designed to get at anybody like i i literally want this to just be an honest conversation right um so if my parents do decide to watch this I mean, I, I really don't have anything to say other than, like, this isn't, like, 
me going after him. Like y'all, like this isn't anything bad about y'all. Like everything about y'all in this podcast is going to be like good. Like so, I don't want anybody like getting upset. Like there's only one evil person in this scenario, and we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that, but it's not my parents. So I just want to, I just, I want to preface that. Um, I love my family. I love my parents. Um, I'm not going to do anything that would ever tarnish their name or drag them to the mud or anything like that. So I hope that if my parents do watch this, they, they know that what I'm saying is not from a place of malice. It's from a place of just having an honest conversation. Right. Um, <laughs> so with that being said, um, so we're talking about like friends and family and trust, right? Because trust, I feel like in any relationship, whether it be a friend, uh, a lover, or even family, like you have to have some level of trust. If I cannot trust you, then I, I, I like this. It's kind of it's kind of terrible to say, but it's like if I can't trust you, then I, I'm sorry, I don't got nothing for you. And what that means is, sorry, Charlie. Like better luck next time. Like you you've lost your trust. Once you lose that trust, that's it. You don't get that back. Um, and if you do get it back, like it's typically under like extreme circumstances. Or through you proving that. Like, that's not something where it's just like, oh, you said you're sorry. It's okay. Like, I forgive you. Or I trust you again. Like, no, that's not how that works. Right? Um, and I think that, you know, when we look at, like, tr the traditional sense of family, traditional sense of friends, you know, growing up, um, you know, one thing that my, my dad had always said was that, uh, and, you know, as you get older, like, friends come and go, but family is forever. And to a degree, I agree with him on that. I 100% agree with him. Like, well, I, I can't say that I 100% if I'm saying I mostly agree with them. It's more like an 85% because I do feel that they're exception to the rules, right? They're not the rules, but they're the exception to them. Uh, a good example of this, and uh, I'm not going to um, throw out, like, full names or anything like that, but we're going to call the dude D-Dude. Uh, D-Dude is a family friend. He is family, right? Um, so... I see that as like an exception to the rule. Like that's, that's family. That's, that's not a friend. That's family. Right. I mean, they're friends too. I guess you can say that, but whatever, not the point. Um, pull my iPad back up here. Sorry guys. But, um, uh, you know, we, we, we want to trust friends. We want to trust family, but it's, it, it can be hard sometimes. Right. And obviously like as growing up and things like that, like we all have different life experiences and it's it's crazy because I literally, as I was putting this podcast together, I was like, you know, and I even like touched on this lightly yesterday, you know, talking to um, uh, my wife, just like, you know, I, I wish that I had friends like I hate being alone, but it's hard to trust friends because friends nowadays are good friends anyways, are very far and few in between. People are very. Uh, very much like, what can you do for me? And if you've got nothing to give me, then I'm done with you. I have no use for you type thing. So like for me, when it comes to friends, like I, I am very, very selective. I am very meticulous with who qualifies as being a friend and who qualifies as being an acquaintance. Um, but um, I, I sat here and I did the, 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 the mental math, right? And it really wasn't that hard because it, it really only boiled down to two people. If I, if, if I was trusting people with secrets, there's only two people on this planet that I know would never tell another soul. Two people. Both of them happen to be women. One happens to be a family member, and the other happens to be my wife. Like, that is insane to think that I feel like I, I genuinely would only be able to tell my, my deepest secrets to two people. Right? Now... In the interest of being fun, right, we're not going to say which family member it is that I would tell my secret to because then everyone's going to go there looking for secrets, right? And that's not how this works. So we're not going to say who that person is, but just know that I do love you very much and I appreciate you. Um, and this isn't to say that I don't tell my parents things, right? Like this isn't like a, a snob at anybody, right? Like this is just saying that like other family members, yes, I may tell you things, but there's just some things that you may not want to get to other family members, right? So why would you tell them to people who you know would say something or who can sometimes draw it out of you, right? So, and this isn't going to sit, I feel like as I say this, like people are going to be taking this very wrong. It's not designed for people to take wrong. Like I've literally had conversations where, with my dad where I've talked to him about numerous things. There's just some things that you don't necessarily want to talk to your dad about. There may be some things about you don't want to talk to your mom about or 
or your grandparents or or even you know your your, your brother or sister right like we all have different levels of like who gets to know what right and it's not an interest to hurt people most most cases it's not right some people just like hurting people which whatever we'll get to that at some point here um provided that i don't get sidetracked because i feel like i'm probably going to get sidetracked quite a bit um but yeah it, it i broke it down to like there's there's really only two people that i feel that i could actually tell my secrets to and them never be told to anybody and now this is and, and, and i feel like they go further with that right like i know that if i tell my mom something it's only a matter of time before she tells my dad because a good relationship is communicating between your your spouse right so if someone tells me something there's like a, a 98% chance my wife is going to hear about it why because i don't keep secrets from my wife like i talk to my wife we communicate i think relatively efficiently right um but you know when it comes to uh people's feelings right like people may take that the wrong way though like oh you can't tell me i i'm not saying I feel like this is going to be just, as I go through this podcast, if any family listens to this, this is going to be so you, so you don't trust me. No, it's not what I'm saying. I said, we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not going down this rabbit hole. Not what we're saying, but, um, yeah. And so we're going to go into like, I guess, story time on this, right? So, um, one of the things is, you know, creating like that nurturing and fostering environment for children, because I think that that is honestly very vital and it has to be done at a very young age because kids are very impressionable. Right. So, and, and you can kind of look at this in terms of uh, the concept of like product of your environment. Right. So if someone is raised in a house that um, stealing isn't a big deal, right? Like if, if they're at the store and they see their mom swipe a candy bar, right? The kid's going to grow up thinking that they can get away with that, that that's an acceptable behavior. As long as they don't get caught, it's okay, right? So you can relate or tr translate this to really uh, any other concept, whether it be lying, cheating, whatever. Um, and obviously, like, depending upon the family can get far worse from there, but we're not going to go there today. Um, but it's very important to enforce and establish, like, healthy boundaries where your, your kids can come to you and, and feel like they can express themselves, right? Some instances, children do not feel that they can do that. And that's typically when you see like a lot of the depression, probably dr early drug use, drinking, smoking, things like that. Um, because kids start burying this, right? And you, you look at like, like my dad's generation, right? Like it was a generation that didn't talk about their feelings that talking about feelings is, is not something that men do men just suck it up and drive on. Right. Like that's, that's always been the mantra. And, and to a degree that is like, in my opinion, a, a form because I, I feel like uh, I don't want to get political, but in terms of like toxic masculinity, that to me is toxic masculinity. Men should be able to talk about how they're feeling. Men's mental health is very important. Just like women's mental health is important. Like we're, we all should be taking care of ourselves. And, and just because you're a man, you should not feel like you can't go talk about these feelings. You can't get the help you need, because I think that honestly, that proves that you're honestly capable of growth to sit there and be like, OK, I have a problem. How the fuck do I fix it? And yes, we're going to be swearing on this podcast because I feel like as I go into these these emotional and more like um, home hitting topics and stuff like I feel like swear words are going to come up. Anyone that's watched any of those streams and stuff like that, that's what I'm doing anyway. So this is just honestly giving it a purpose maybe. Um, but, you know, you should be taking care of yourself. You should be, um, you know, finding ways to make yourself happy. And if you're not able to make yourself happy, find out what's making you miserable, right? Uh, not burying the shit deep down inside, but we've learned from a young age, like, and you look at uh, something as simple as like, if a kid's having an outburst in public. Now, to preface this, I feel that a parent should be able to gain control of their child. They should be able to calm their child down. If not, then I feel like they should probably take their child outside so they're not irritating the other people in the store. Just my personal opinion, whatever, take it for what you will. But um, I, I think that, you know, we sit here and you, you have a kid that's like asking their mom for something in the store, right? We all, we've all seen this at the grocery store. We're waiting in line and, you know, there's just a kid sitting in the little, uh, kid trap on the, 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 the grocery cart or the buggy, whatever your verbiage is. Right. Um, 
kids sitting up there, they're sitting there looking at the candy bars, whining and screaming, mommy, 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 can I have a candy bar? And you're just like, you want to do one of two things. You want to take the candy bar and just put it on the conveyor belt, or you want to just like, I don't know, just like dump the bucket over the child's head to like get them to stop screaming just for like a brief moment, right? Um, but, you know, the mom's like, shut up, shut up, shut up. So constantly telling the child like, doesn't matter what you want, you need to be quiet. So to a degree, you could make the correlation that from a young age, we are taught to repress how we feel. It's not acceptable to have emotional outbursts. It's not acceptable to cry. When, you know, as you get older, you know, you're a big boy. You don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Big girls don't cry. Right. So we learned from a very young age that we are to repress, bury down, repress, conceal, don't feel, conceal, don't feel right. Um, but as we are starting to learn, at least I hope we are starting to learn through how people socially interact, that that has been a big issue. And now it's starting to bite people in the ass, like generations of telling kids, like, bury your how you're feeling, like, you're not depressed, you're, you're, you've got everything you want. Like, and that's, I think that's one thing that, like, I don't think parents do it intentionally, right? They, they see their child, the parents are doing the very best they can, right? Like, and in some situations, maybe the parents don't give a fuck, but using my parents as an example, my parents work their ass off to ensure that we were fed, clothed, out the door to school, like we were taken care of, right? So I was very fortunate to grow up in a home where I had parents who actually give a shit. Some people aren't that fortunate, and I, I, I do empathize for you. I wish that everybody could grow up with a nurturing family, a nurturing environment. Um, not saying that my environment was perfect by any means, but at least my parents provided like they they put that effort forth to provide right um but you know damn i lost it i lost where i was going with this shit okay oh yeah we're talking about repression right we're talking about repression kids bearing feelings we're gonna get this we're gonna get this um damn yeah i lost it that's all right we're gonna we're gonna come back to it i guess um but what I was getting at is basically, um, you know, we're, we're taught from a young age to repress our feelings and to not have outbursts. And we're seeing that come to bite people in the ass now, right? Kids are growing up with mental issues because for one reason or another, kids aren't happy. And that's where it was. We're talking about kids not being happy, parents doing the best they can. See, I told you we'd come back to it. Um, yeah, so parents are doing the best they can to provide for kids. So they feel that for their child to be anything less than happy, it is an insult. Like, oh, well, I must be doing something wrong. Or, you know, my, I, there's just no pleasing you. Like, you're, you're, you're not miserable. You're just spoiled or something like that, right? Um, so, again, further repressing those feelings. Like, okay, I'm not allowed to feel sad. Like, I'm not allowed to feel angry. I'm not allowed to feel this. I'm not allowed to feel that. And then that confuses people. That mentally just, like destroys them on the fucking inside so we're on the outside you know they look like this amazing statue but on the inside it's just hollow and crumbling right the person's just caving in on themselves because they don't know what to fucking do like they're not allowed to feel anything so you just keep bottling and it's i forget who it was but it's essentially like you just take like the mentos right you take a mentos you put it in a coke bottle and you just start shaking that shit right and eventually it's going to explode right that's what it does because of the amount of pressure the same concept with emotions. You bottle that shit up, eventually someone's going to snap. And that's why we're seeing, in my opinion, why we're seeing people like lose their shit on a daily basis. Um, but, um, let's see. Okay, and I, so I'm looking at my notes here, right? Um, and then I, I kind of went on, I don't, I don't even know if I, I guess it's like a mini rant, like parents judging kids, kids fearing parents, and then that leads to the communication gap. So to a degree, I feel that is very true because as kids, right, like kids, they want to express themselves. They want to be creative. They want to emulate whoever it is that they, they worship at that time, right? Like all kids do that. Like whether it be Barney at age three or SpongeBob at age six or whoever you want to idolize nowadays as an adult, I don't know, maybe still SpongeBob, whatever. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, some kids, you know, face reprisal for expressing themselves. And I will give an example for this because, and this isn't like to put my parents on blast, but I do feel like looking back that it was handled poorly. Like growing up, 
I did not have, I had like moments where things were not the best. So one of the things that I found from a young age was poetry, writing lyrics to songs, writing poems. They were very dark. They were very fucked up. But at the time, that was what I needed to vent. That was my escape to let out the anger, the, the hostility, the aggression, the rage, the pain. Like, to, to be able to put that on paper and get that out of me was very, very fulfilling. Unfortunately, my parents found this, and it did not go too well for me. I will say, I was very much grounded. Um, and obviously, like, it spawned a lot of conversations and things like that that no kid wants to have with their parents. But in my opinion, like, I do think that the situation poorly and it's not to say that my parents didn't do their best they handled it the way they should have and that's what, what being a parent is you handle it the way you feel but i personally looking at it like that was my outlet and instead of trying to like ensure that there was nothing else i needed to provide an outlet you know instead you took that away and then like you don't you don't do things like that you don't draw these things you don't write these things um and to a degree, like, I, I feel that, like, that probably just wasn't, like, I, I, at that point, like, if I was my parent, I would have definitely looked into some help, for sure, because I was writing some crazy shit, but that's not the point. Um, but, you know, kids have different ways of expressing frustration, rage, whatever, right? Like, you know, when they're kids, typically it's through drawing, like, they, you know, they doodle, they draw shit. Us as parents, we look at it and we go, okay, this is scribble, and then... You know, to the child, though, they're looking at that and like, this is a masterpiece. Like, this is something that they've created, whether it be from a place of happiness or a place of pain. They're able to put that out. They're able to get that out and to take that away from them. To me, just doesn't make sense. But whatever. Um, but then you look at, okay, like that leads to like the judgment, right? So like, are you being judged? And then that kind of leads to, okay, can I actually talk to my parents about things? And I'm not saying that I didn't talk to my parents about things. I did. I'm just saying that, like, my situation is not exactly every situation, exception to the rule versus being the rule itself, right? Um, and then again, that leads to a communication gap. And to a degree, I will admit, like, I think that there are some things that, obviously, you don't tell, like, I think that all that's all kids in general. So I can't necessarily say that it was related to incidents where I felt like I wasn't able to express how I was feeling about something, but you could mentally make that correlation, right? Whatever. Um, but I, I do think that in terms of like the communication gap, like there was just some things like, okay, like if I'm feeling frustrated about something, like I know not to say anything, like it doesn't, it's not going to provide any benefit for me to express it. So just bottle it down. And I, th I think that like, that's just like an old school level of thinking that, you know, nowadays I think people are, are starting to, to turn away from. I mean, I, th I think that to a degree, like we should be pushing children to be tough, thick skinned to a degree, right? Like the, that's the old saying where, you know, if someone, someone comes up and calls you a name, like it's not going to hurt your feelings, right? We should be pushing to be respectful, but we should also be teaching kids that like being called a name isn't going to be the end of the world. Like we can't control what other people can do, but we can control how we react to it. Um. But let's see. Okay, so now we're going to talk about something that's a little bit crazy. So um, we're going to talk about like basically using children as cannon fodder, right? And why that's a fucking miserable ass idea. So you typically see this primarily in custody battles, right? So in custody battles, uh, you know, one parent or one party is trying to claim rights to the child while the other party is also trying to claim rights to same child. Uh, courtrooms can get pretty messy. Kids tend to be the ones who suffer the most out of this because they're being ripped away from their parent or parents. Um, and yeah, I mean that right there, like that trauma alone, like it's one of those things where it's like happy times come and go, but trauma lasts a lifetime. Like that's one of them scenario. Custody battles is fucking trauma. Um, but there are some people in this world who will literally use children as cannon fodder. And, 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 and I know that like, I'm probably painting like the worst mental image of like stuffing a child into like one of those circus cannons and launching them across the circus. We're not talking about an actual cannon. We're talking about like the proverbial cannon, right? Like custody battles are fucking brutal. They're bloody. They're, they're just, not necessarily bloody, proverbially bloody. They're fucking horrible, 
right? So uh, when you start looking at, um, you know, taking that child and using them as a tool or a weapon, right? Like that creates problems because you look at it like this, right? So let's say as an example, let's say that uh, a mom and a dad are separating, right? The child is at an age where they can decide which parent they want to live with. And now you have both parents in the same room looking at you saying, who do you want to live with, kid? Like, that is kind of the level of trauma that we're talking, right? And to some people, it's like, eh, whatever. Like, that's not a big deal. You still get to see both. Well, that's not the concept. The concept is they've always known one type of situation, and now it's being destroyed right in front of them. And now they're being told who to pick, who they want to pick and live with. Like, shit like that is is pretty pretty insane. Um. But where was I going with this? Um, okay, yeah. So basically, like you take that child, right, and you weaponize it. So what that means is you sit here and you start putting lies in that child's head. Oh, oh, your your father did this, or your mother did that, or or so and so did that. Like, and 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 it just goes back and forth, right? So the child is being basically ripped in half. And in the gaps where the child is being ripped in half, we're, we're basically putting lie glue all the way down the center to stitch them back together again. That's the best way I feel like I can describe it, because you have one, obviously one side that's saying one thing, you have another side that's saying another, and you as a child are supposed to believe which side, right? So there it creates the trauma, there creates the, okay, how do, how do, and as a child, how do you process this? Okay, do I trust this person? Do I trust that person? But where does that trust come in? Where does that trust spawn from? It comes from experience. So if someone has a history of fucking you, right, then chances are you're not going to side with that person, right? If someone has a history of not fucking you, then you're probably going to go with that person. You go with the person you trust the most, right? Um, and I will say, like, I've, I've been in that, not, not exactly that situation, but I've been in a situation where I've, I've been fed those lies. I've been manipulated, right? And as a child, like looking back on it now as an adult, like I am a hundred percent like astounded that I turned out as well as I did. Cause some people turn out far worse. And it's not to say that I did anything extra, obviously like having the parents that I had, like is obviously the reason why I turned out as well as I did. But, um, to sit there and and know that like there's people who have gone through similar situations and fared much worse like it does beg the question like how how right um but um let's see taking a look here i'm trying to figure out what i'm going with next um but yeah so basically like you're using kids as like fodder and another way like you, you use them as bait like you know you'll you'll sit here and be like okay um you know, you, you basically bait the kids into saying shit, right? And honestly, dude, I feel like that is probably the worst manipulation tactic that you can ever use. Because first off, to, to manipulate a child, right, is pretty fucking low. But to turn around and use that same information against that child is horrendous. Like, I mean, and obviously, like, you know what? Like, I don't even give a shit. Like, I'm going to call this person out. My dad's mom. My dad's mom a fucking snake right she was a monster like she literally tried to destroy our family she failed she's a fucking idiot but um she is and i literally have this pure amorphous fucking trash that is her that is her describer anyways uh but she was very vindictive she was very uh manipulative and she would do this like she would sit here and 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 try to um manipulate myself and my sister and uh, you know against my parents right so obviously like we're gonna get a little bit far we're not gonna go too far but we're gonna go a little bit in gonna dip our toes in the water here so to speak um and and she did she was very good at like pulling information very good at like trying to find ways to turn around and like try to you know mess with our family and stuff like that right um but in lieu of that or the opposite of that or what she didn't realize is that by doing these stupid things and as we get older seeing these stupid things play back in our heads um you know it, it's it's kind of like 
changed like worldview, right? Like my entire view of the world is very, very skewed to a degree. Like I am very hard to trust people, right? So we're talking about trauma that leads into adulthood. Trauma from childhood that lasts a lifetime. Trusting people is very difficult. And I know I'm not the only one. Like I know that there's other people, whether they be listening in or if they're watching this or, or even if they're just listening to the podcast later on SoundCloud or whatever, like I'm sure at some point in your life, you've been fucked over by somebody. And there's a good chance that they're family, just the way it works. Like, you got a 50-50 shot if someone fucking you over is friend or family. Like, they're pretty shit odds, unfortunately, but that's just the way it works. Um, but it, was, it just seemed like, looking back on it, like such a miserable fucking endeavor to sit here and think that, okay, like, how do I destroy a family? Okay, let's, let's go after the kids. Like, dude, I mean, you may as well be going for, like, the knees, right? Like, just going up to it with a hammer and just kneecapping somebody. Like, to me, that, to me that's how it feels, right? Um, but I will say that as I've grown up and as I've gotten older, um, it has changed my worldview, right? And, and I've, I've, again, looking at how I was going to put this podcast together and kind of just like, okay, how, how did I view this same situation when I was 18? Right. And we're going to go through the scenario. We're going to go through the scenario. Um, obviously not in great detail, because I feel like to a degree, like there's some things that are just better left unsaid. Right. Like some things are just better not being said out loud. Um, but as a child or not as a child, but as someone who is 18, a young adult, I had a lot of rage, a lot of anger, a lot of hatred, a lot of animosity. Um, you know, I feel like I was a lot more of a loose cannon so to speak, in that regard, like, if, if someone was to knock on my door, like, how would I react? Like, would I lunge out the door and, and, and start screaming at somebody, or would I just shut the door and go hide in a closet until they leave type thing, right? Uh, because you never know, like, it, it's one of those fight-or-flight scenarios where you're either going to stand your ground and, and tell somebody off, or you're going to, to, to go seek refuge somewhere, right? Like, it's just the human, the human element. Um, but as someone who was 18, a hundred percent would have been screaming in somebody's face. Fast forward to like, maybe like 20, uh, let's just say 25, right? 25 probably still would have been the same thing in your face screaming, but I probably would have been laughing as well. Just cause it's like your fucking joke. Now we fast forward to my thirties, right? Honestly, like. To me, it's more of a joke. To me, it's like, you're a fucking joke. <laughs> like, obviously not an invite. Like, don't, don't show up at my house. Like, that, that just isn't the, the right call. But I would laugh at you as I slam the door in your face. Like, yeah, you just wasted a shit ton of gas on a drive, right? Um, but with that, you, you know, you kind of have to look at it. Okay, like, how did I get to this? moment right how did i get to this level of thinking because as a as a young adult obviously we're, we're quicker to jump the gun we're like we're you know nothing can destroy us we're you know we're we're indestructible right we'll bounce back from whatever hits this type of thing but as we get older we start to realize like man catching a charge doesn't sound like a fucking good idea to me <laughs> right like is it really worth and, and i think that's where it comes from is like is that person worth catching a charge for my opinion fuck no I'm not catching a charge for garbage. Like, if I wanted to get a charge for garbage, I would just, like, set, like, bulk trash out and wait for them to send me a bill for putting bulk garbage out by the side of the road. Um, but plain and simple, fuck them. Like, that's the way it is. Like, too fucking bad, so sad. Um, and, and honestly, like, I, I feel like this is kind of like my my mindset with, like, pretty much, like, anybody in life, right? Like, if if... Uh, I'm not like fitting the bill for you. Sorry for you. But, um, when it comes to like family and stuff like that, it's, it, it has to be that way. Like, I think that at the end of the day, like what's more important saying you have family or your mental health, right? Sometimes you got to walk away from family and that's a hundred percent okay to do. Um, but it has to be for the right reasons, right? Like, I think that a lot of people, especially when we're young, Right. We talk about, you know, being 18, being 19, right. Early twenties, even, um, 
you know, we, we, we really don't put family on like a high priority. Let's be honest. Like we're, we got friends, we've got our own life. Like we're just starting things out on our own and, uh, you know, family, you know, while it's important, it's just not the most important Like we've got our own life going on. Right. Um, but some family just isn't worth the thought. Like plain and simple, like some family just isn't worth the thought. Like, why am I going to spend my day worrying about what so-and-so is doing? I could give two shits less what anybody's doing. Right. Like, at the time, I don't even care. At the time, I don't even care what I'm doing, right? Like, <laughs> if I don't care what I'm doing, I'm damn sure not going to care what anybody else is doing. Um, but you know, and, and obviously that's a joke. Like, I obviously I, I love my family and stuff like that. But, um, at the same time, like, you know, if if family is as strong as they say it is, then it wouldn't be, um, just constant drama. Right. Like, I think that's like my thing, too, is like a lot of a lot of time, like with family comes drama with with uh, with friends comes drama. And for me, like, I think the only time that I enjoy drama is when I'm watching it on TV. Like, I don't I don't want real life drama. I don't want to be in anybody's drama. I don't want to be the cause or or the person who's even like a fly on the wall for some drama. Right. Like, I just I'm not here for it. Um, but some people are some people honestly like some people honestly love. Um, you know, just being fucking miserable and sucked up in all that drama. I personally, you know, hats off to you for being that kind of person. I'm not that guy, but you know, hats off if you are. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think that, um, um, another, another thing that I like, really think about, I guess, is that like, we you know we're safest when we're guarded, right? So never give anybody more detail or more information than you're willing to share and like th what that really means like deep down is like if you don't trust somebody like why would you be telling them anything let alone like shit that actually matters so you know and even today like as i'm talking about these examples they're very vague they're not very detailed because i'm not gonna go in detail i'm not i don't want to talk about these things in detail so i think that you know um it's just one of those things where when, you know, you talk about family and stuff like that. Um, one thing that you can always count on is the law and sort of karma. Like, I think that's another thing. Like, I'm, I'm trying to look at my notes as I'm talking about this guy. So I apologize. I know I'm jumping around now, but, um, you know, the, the, the law and sort of karma, it, everything comes full circle, right? So there's going to be a point in time where karma wins. Karma comes back and collects, you know, house always wins and, and, and gambling and stuff like that. Karma always wins. At the end of the day, karma has the last laugh. Uh, what goes around does come around. And at some point people will, you know, basically go from being on their, I don't even fucking know, like their, their king and queen's chair to being a fucking peasant on the floor. Like that's just the way it works. Um, and if not in this life, then the next, right? Like that's how that works too. Um, but I think like one thing that I have learned, right, like with family, right, is that, uh, sometimes like you have to kind of just stand tall, right? Um, you know, I, I think that, um, appearances, while they're not important, right? Like in terms of like, oh, am I, am I ugly or am I unattractive? And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in terms of like, um, really just like how you're, how you're viewed, right? Appearances are really nine tenths of the law. If we're being a hundred percent, like we're having, we're having an honest conversation here. Like appearance is like nine tenths of the law, right? So if you look like you're successful, then chances are people will believe you're successful. That's why people spend hundred thousand dollars that they don't have on a fucking Tesla and driving around, you know, downtown Dallas or Houston, right? Trying to flex money that they don't have versus someone who just, you know, drives like a, a used vehicle or, one that they got at like a lot for a discount, right? They bought it in full so they don't have car payments, right? But some people see someone driving an older car like, oh, they must not be doing very well, right? So like, I feel like appearance to a degree is is not necessarily important, but to a degree it is, right? So like you, for me, like I will never let family see me struggle. Now, I will say that I've had family help out, like my parents have definitely helped out. But in terms of like the rest of the family, like you will never see me struggle. Just the way it is. Um, it's not to say that I won't fall. It's not to say that I won't fail. But that's that's my struggle. That's my journey, right? So, 
you know, I think that everyone's been there, you know, and I'm not saying that I'm vulnerable to it. I'm sure at some point, like we all have our highs, we all have our lows. Um, I'm thankful for what I have now, but I know that tomorrow, like that's not guaranteed. Right. Um, but in the meantime, like if I fall, like you will see me stand back up on my own two feet. Like that's just the way it works. Um, you know, and I think that it, it also helps when you have like the right team too, right? Like me and my wife are a fucking team. So if I, if I need to take a knee, she's right there. If she needs to take a knee, I'm right there. Um, and I think that, uh, that's another thing too, is really just having that support system there. Um, but with that, uh, you can turn that hate also into something better. And I, th I think that, um, when I first wrote that down, I was trying to like find optimism like such a grim and an irritating subject because I, I feel like the next podcast next week we're doing a fun one i don't want to do like super serious podcasts all the time right so um you know trying to find like that silver lining you want to try to turn that hate into something better and um you know I, I feel like the best way for that is to channel that negative energy and use it to feel success right so um, you know, we, we always, oh, I don't say we always talk about, but we, we always see back in the day, especially us older guys, right? Like, uh, haters make you famous, right? Same concept, like fucking haters can sit back and watch from a distance. Like I'm going to shine regardless. Like that was the, the whole fucking mantra back then. Right. And to a degree, I, I, I still feel that it holds true. We just call it something else. We call it flexing, right? Humble flex. Like, yeah, like people that I grew up with that think they know me because of how I was in high school, like versus me now, like I'm a, I'm a completely different person. I'm a fucking, ad I'm an adult for one, like, right. Like, and, and we're all like that. Like, I think that, you know, there's, you know, we, we all separate throughout different times in our life. And it's like the person that you knew then is not the person that I am now and, and vice versa. Right. Like, I mean, some people do not change. Some people just fucking stay the exact same. That happens. Um, but. Um, I think like the, the big piece to it really is just like finding ways to motivate yourself. Right. So, uh, one of the things that, you know, obviously like when you grow up in like a smaller town or a smaller neighborhood type thing, like people talk, right. And learning that people didn't think you were going to make it through this part of your life or that you weren't going to make it through this or that. Um, and then you just turn around and make that as motivation, like prove them fucking wrong. Like, I, th I think that, like, even looking at life, like, I, and I, I feel like, because obviously, like, I'm not going to lie, like, there are days where I am, like, super hard on myself, very hard on myself, like, to the point where I have just thoughts that just go further and further down the rabbit hole than I'd care to talk about. But um, my, my saving mantra, if you will, is that I will never give anybody the fucking satisfaction of ending my own life. I don't want them to be happy. I'd much rather them be fucking miserable too, right? Like if I'm alive, they're miserable. That's how I view it. So I will never give anyone that satisfaction. Facts. But, um, you know, it's not to say that you still don't have those days where you think those things, but that's not the point. Um, but yeah, sometimes, and, and I like what Sonsky said. I see you guys in the chat. I know, I'm sorry guys. Like I'm trying to, trying not to run this like I do the stream. So I definitely appreciate everybody hanging out, throwing the hype in there and stuff. Um, go through the chat here real quick. I appreciate the GG's Polly for sure. Uh, Sonsky with the hype, uh, Josh saying everyone experienced trauma in their life, whether it's major or minor at any age and it affects everyone. And that is true. That is very true. A hundred percent people are impacted differently by different, what affects me doesn't affect other people and vice versa. There may be things that other people experience that don't affect me. Um, and, or maybe just affects differently. Right. And Sonsky says it's proving your negative internal voice wrong. 100% it is. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, like, we can be our own worst critics. And I think that it's important to, uh, you know, kind of just be, like, in terms of the hostility, right? Like, when I look at, like, the, the, the internal, like, rage, because I feel like even for me being, like, in my 30s, I am still very much, like, very angry all the time. Very just, like, like bottled rage. Like, that's, you know, and I'm, I find ways to make myself happy. I find ways to to de-stress and try to like go about more of a calm and carefree demeanor right um but sometimes dude like sometimes the dark just grabs hold that's just the way it is um you know and, and i think that you know as, as we 
go further into like conversation because I'm obviously going to talk about mental health and stuff like in other uh, other podcasts and things like that. Um, so we're obviously going to always be coming back to these different elements and, and things. Um, but yeah, sometimes like you just got to grab, you know, your, your, your dark self, your, your internal, like demons as they were like, you know, some people call them demons. Some people just call it their, their dark side, whatever you want to call it. Like grab your demons by the throat, fucking tell them who's in charge and then, you know, keep moving. Um, but I think it's also important to identify like, you know, when to let go of things, right? Um, what should I hold on to and what am I able to brush off? And I think that there's some things in the interest of self-preservation I, that I refuse to let go of just the way I am. I will never allow myself to be put in a position where I'll be hundred percent vulnerable. The only person that I will ever be vulnerable with is my wife. It's just the way it is. Um, but, uh, to, to be able to sit there and know what you should let go of, right? Like if somebody cuts you off in traffic, yes. In the immediate, you want to punch them in their face. You want to give them the finger, call them an asshole or any other expletive you want to throw your way. It, you know, it's whatever, right? Um, but should I carry that rage towards that driver who I don't even know? That person I've had just a brief three second interaction on a cosmic scale that is so like utterly insignificant that it's really not worth your time in the first fucking place. But we, we obviously have that impulse reaction, right? that's how it works. Um, but sometimes you got to let that shit go. Right. And, and you, and, and again, that's a very gross, like minimalistic example. Obviously, like you could look at something like, okay, if, uh, if, if somebody cheats on you, right? Like if, uh, you're with somebody and they cheat on you, should you hold that distrust on every future partner? No, 100% you shouldn't because that partner is not the person who, or that next partner, right, isn't the one who hurt you. So to a degree, yes, you can still be reserved. I'm not saying you give your trust all at once, but you should not like automatically assume that that next person you're going to be with is going to cheat on you. Because if that's the case, why are you with them in the first place, right? You wouldn't be with them if there wasn't a small sliver that thought that things were going to work out. Um... And Sonsky goes on to say, you can't ignore your demons. Ignoring demons is like ignoring a pothole. There's going to be an accident. Yeah, I mean, that's 100% accurate. Um, and I think that's, you know, we talked about like bottled rage and stuff like that earlier, right? Using like the Mentos and the Coke bottle analogy. Um, where, you know, you, you put the Mentos in there, you, you screw the cap on and you shake it real quick. Eventually it's going to explode, right? The, it's the, the pressure eventually pops. If anyone's seen in Canto... Uh, surface pressure like that song is just ridiculous like it and obviously it's a fucking Disney movie right but it's such a great song Lin, Lin Mel, Manuel Miranda did amazing with that like he did amazing with pretty much everything he touches but that's okay um, moving on but um, you know sometimes you have to brush those things off now if somebody hurts you on a deeper level right like let's say that uh, somebody's abused you or like someone's physically put their hands like me personally no you should never let that go if somebody has physically hurt you, then chances are they're going to physically hurt you again. You should get out of that situation, get out of that toxic relationship. Um, but again, that, that's kind of where I stand on that one. Um, and I guess with that, like, you just want to recognize the signs too. Like, I feel like I forget what, uh, fuck, I forgot what I was watching, but there was something that was just like red flags, like just red flag, red flag, red flag. Um, and I feel like red flags is just like, a, a honestly, a, a, a normal everyday part of our lives now right like if i'm not identifying red flags then i'm not living that's that's what i always say the one time i just said it now um but uh i i think that like you really do need to be able to recognize the signs like are you being manipulated and if you are being manipulated like how that's how it's being done right like and, and i think that we're all guilty of this to a degree like you know I'm sure most couples have like the baby talk, right? Like, baby, can you give me something to drink type thing, right? Like, we're, 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 I'm sure we're all guilty of that at one point or another. I'm not going to lie. I use baby talk all the time. I don't give a shit. Um, but, you know, that's just me and my wife. Like, I, I talk to her an adult when I need to be an adult. But if I want to sit there and be cute, like, that's, that's a different discussion. But um, when you sit here and, and, there are people that will use things like that and use that to manipulate people, right? The, the woe is me or, uh, oh, I can't do, like, I always do this as a joke, but it, like, some people do this very serious, like, oh, I can't do anything right. Like, 
that's some people that's like their actual mindset right and to a degree um people can be manipulated because of that like if they have low self-esteem issues it's like okay you're not going to get any better than me so some people run with that shit i mean i've been watching a lot of true crime stuff lately so i feel like uh i'm just like man like people are just some some people are just very easy to manipulate some people are just very good at manipulating right and sometimes it tends to be more the manipulator that's really good at what they do um but honestly recognize the signs and make like a tree and get the fuck out of there like get out of that situation you don't want to be with someone who's going to just use and manipulate you um because what good does that do them if if you're no good right like if if you're constantly giving and you're not receiving anything like it's kind of like taking the oxygen out of like a you know flower vase right like you have a flower in a little vase you got the the lid over top and you just start sucking the oxygen the flower dies you're just taking you're not getting oxygen in you're just taking out so that flower dies people are the same way they just die on the inside too right like we have a physical well-being, we have a mental well-being, and and we also have spiritual well-being as well. Um, but then you know, once you recognize the science, I think another thing to look at too is like reconciliation or walk away. Now, some people are not the type who want to just walk away. Some people are like, I'm I'm here to the end. Um, you know, uh, should we should we probably try to like fix things up? Right? I I don't I don't know. Um. But you need to look at those and revert back to rule one that we just talked about with recognizing those signs and, and just, you know, whatever, walk away. Just fucking walk away. Um, and then last, not really last, but not least, because we're still going to keep talking about shit, I'm sure. Uh, before we get to that, though, Sonsky says manipulation is easy in a relationship because the whole relationship is based on trust and trust can be an apps, dude. That is 100% facts, dude. Goddamn. Like that. Manipulation is easy in a relationship because the whole relationship is based on trust and trust can be manipulated. That is like, yes, yes, that is, that's amazing. I love that. Like, I don't know if you took that from something or if you just came up with that, but that is that's 100% true. Like, I 100% agree with that. Um, if you can manipulate trust or if you're someone who's capable of manipulating trust, then you're going to manipulate that person. Um, and I think that's like why trust is so crucial, right? And I think that. Some people like, you know, in, in terms of like honor, right? We talk about like honor. We talk about being like, at least for us guys, right? We talk about being honorable gentlemen and things like that. Like some motherfuckers are, are, are monsters. Um, but yeah, I mean, to sit there and, and take trust, like, uh, took it from your brain. It's a good brain you got there, Somsky. It's a great brain you got there. Like, I, I just, I think that that's just... That's just the way it is, man. Like people on, from the since the beginning of time have been manipulating people, right? Whether it be to conquer lands or to hook up with somebody for a one night stand. Since the beginning of time, this is the way things have been. And that's probably the way things will always be, to be honest. Like it sucks to think that they will be. Um, but again, that's where you kind of just want to go back and 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 uh, you know, you do you want to stay or do you want to go? Honestly, like if someone's manipulating you, using you, fucking get out of that. Whether it be a family member that's, you know, trying to bleed your bank account dry, or if it's, you know, uh, you know, a lover who's cheating on you and saying they'll never do it again. I, I don't know. Luckily, I've been very fortunate with with my uh, spouse. So you know, I got a great relationship there, a lot of trust, a lot of respect. Um, and unfortunately, like I feel like. A lot of people miss out on that with like how things are, you know, like obviously me and my wife, we've been married for what I think will be 13 years this year, right? 13 years, right? 14 years being together, 13 being married. Like that's a lot of trust, right? That's a lot of love, a lot of respect, a lot of trust. Some people like don't last that long. And a lot of times it has to do with trust, right? A lot of times also has to do with money too and cheating, but I guess that goes with the trust. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I wish that I could help people in the sense of like, how do you trust somebody? I think that honestly, you do have to just dip your toe in the water to make sure the water's good and then jump in. Like the only way that you're ever going to be able to fall in love with somebody is if you just dive headfirst into the pool, right? Um, and hopefully things work out. 
I got very lucky. I don't know what kids deal with today. Like, I've heard horror stories just from the dating world. I feel sorry for you. I, re I really do. Um, but honestly, like, just, just find somebody that wants to be successful with you. Like, that's, that's really the key. Find your best friend. Find someone who's successful. Not really that they're successful in, like, a financial sense, but, like, they want, they have the ambition, the drive to be better, right? Because if they're content not changing who they are, then you're never going to grow, right? Um, but the last thing we have here is flex baby flex. So we're talking about humble flexes. Sansi says there's cannonball in the pool. And honestly, like, you, you have to. Like, when it comes to trust, I feel like you, you really do. You can't, you can't be half in, half out when it comes to trust. Maybe I trust you, maybe I don't. Like, either you do or you don't. If you don't get a good feeling about it, chances are, like, honestly, go with your gut. Like, at the end of the day, fucking go with what your gut tells you. Sometimes you make the wrong choice, but if your gut is settled with it, like, you have to go with it. Like, you just do. And if you make a decision and your gut's not settled with it, revisit that thought. Revisit that choice. Um, I mean, I'll give you a great example of that. Like, I was going to re-enlist into the Army. Like, I was on my way out. I was in my re-enlistment window. I was scheduled to re-enlist. I had everything ready to go. And I talked about it with my wife and I slept on it. And the next day I just wasn't feeling it. Like just was not feeling it. So I decided to not re-enlist. I mean, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. And honestly, like I am fucking way happier than I've ever been. Like I get to see my wife every day. I don't have to like go do stupid trainings random places or go deploy over to overseas or anything like I just get to hang out here at home like that's what I do um you know so I mean and I'm, I'm more fortunate than other people I'm sure like other people like and I'm not saying transitioning out of the military was easy like it was a fucking shit show like my wife will attest to that like it was a fucking struggle but that is where you have your partner come in and save the fucking day like and I feel like to a degree like she's probably like if she if she's even listening to this she's probably just like dude shut up but like she 100% is like my rock like she is my support system and i hope that like i'm as good of a support system to her as she is to me right like we can all only really ever hope that like at the end of the day that we're meeting those needs um but yeah like you have to be with someone who wants more who has that ambition who has that drive who doesn't want to just settle like you you have to find someone who wants to progress with you now if you're content and you don't want to do anything else that's fine but you want to find someone who's that same mindset because if you have someone who has ambition and you don't want to do anything not gonna work um but flex baby flex you want to do that humble flex um and, and what that really means is just like don't be afraid to treat yourself every now and again, right? Like if you're busting your ass, um, you know, don't feel guilty of it or just don't feel guilty about it because you have family who maybe doesn't like get to go out and do stuff. Now I'm not saying you need to be throwing shit in family's face. Like if you're going on like extravagant, you know, visits across the world to luxurious exotic places with fancy fruit cocktails and other shit, like you probably shouldn't be like bragging to your family every five minutes you're going on trips. But you know, if if you treat yourself to like a, a nice, nice uh, vehicle purchase once ever, however long, right? Or you got yourself like something nice that's just for you, like you can flex that shit, man. And you should flex that. Like if family is really family, family wants to see you succeed. They want to see you have nice things. They don't want to see you be an asshole and be pompous about it, but they want to see you have nice things and, and, and live a good life. Like that's all family should ever really want at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, flex that shit. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Take a fucking spa day. Uh, you know, take any day. Like, just just go out and treat yourself. Whether it be, like, a nice shopping uh, spree. And, and granted, like, our budgets are different, right? Like, you know, I'm not going to be going into fucking... I'm trying to think of a place that I would really want... That I kind of want to go to. I guess Cabela's. Like, I really want to go to Cabela's. Because obviously, like, I... I I love the second amendment. I love guns. Like that's just the way it is. Right. So, uh, you know, I would love to be able to go on a shopping spree at Cabela's, but I know that I can't afford a shopping spree at Cabela's. Right. Um, but that doesn't mean that I can't go like to Walmart or go to another store, you know, and just look at something or maybe just not go on as big of a spree. Right. Instead of buying like 
uh, a new optic or a new uh, pistol grip for my AR. Like I can sit here and, you know, maybe go buy, you know, new pair of boots somewhere. I don't know, whatever you're into, right? New cowboy hat or a, a nice, uh, you know, cow pattern vest. I, I fuck, I don't know. Whatever you're into, treat yourself. It should never be, um, should never be one of those situations where you feel like you can't enjoy your life just because it may make other family members upset. Like you should live your life. You should try to have fun and enjoy the, the empire that you're carving out for yourself. Right. And I feel like to a degree, like that kind of gets taken loosely too. Like, I'm not saying that we're all like, you know, Kings and Queens of like our homes and stuff. But at the end of the day, like we are right. Like we're, you know, we're the Kings of our castle, the Queens of our castle. Like, we should be able to enjoy the the little bit of like empire right that we have the little bit of life that we have outside of work because i know we're probably doing more excuse me more of that than we are doing anything else these days but um yeah i i just i think that you know it's important to treat yourself and it's important to spoil yourself and 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 really enjoy what it is you're working for um really give you like the, i guess the reason as to why um but yes, so <laughs> that's been my heathen's high point. Um, I really appreciate everybody hanging out today. Like I said, we're going to uh, be uploading this to SoundCloud and Spotify in the future, guys. And, and I, I, I see that we got some viewers. Before you guys leave, um, I just want to let you guys know that if you're a small streamer or even if you're just a viewer, you want to talk about some random topics, let's talk about it. Like, we, you know, we can set up a, a video a Zoom call or something like that and really just have these discussions um you know they're not always going to be serious next week i want to discuss some some more f like just random fun stuff just stupid pop culture shit maybe um so if there's anybody who wants to hang out wants to be a guest or if you even want to just drop like an idea of what you'd like to talk about in future podcasts be sure to hit me up on that discord uh we got a discord server i'm pretty active over there um you know stop by hang out say hey we got a pretty great community small but growing uh, and if you like the content guys, hit that follow button. I, I go, I'm going to be doing the podcast every Friday. We're going to talk about a variety of stuff. Uh, and I just really hope that, uh, in the future we can get some more, uh, participation, more content. Um, but I appreciate it guys. I will be back again on Tuesday. We're going to be doing our epic adventure stuff. Uh, again, if you're listening to the podcast, hit me up over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash heathen on high, and I will see you guys next time.